Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Finding Your Freedom podcast with me, Madeline. So happy to have you guys here today and so excited to share today's guest, Kendra Sky. Um, this is such a great episode for you guys, but if you're new to the podcast, we talk all about finding your freedom, which we also talk a lot about in this episode. Uh, finding your freedom from society's beliefs, uh, your family system's beliefs, and maybe some beliefs you picked up from trauma, and really connecting to who is that true self underneath that, and yeah, living a life that reflects that self um, from where you live, your career, your friends, your partnerships, all that good stuff. So super excited that you guys are here. If you're new to the podcast and loving it or have been a long-time listener, it would really mean a lot to leave a five-star review primarily and first on Apple Podcasts, um, and if you can, on Spotify as well. And yeah, if you leave a written review, I'm going to be picking some of the new written reviews and reaching out to them about free coaching sessions. So if you DM me kind of a picture of review you left um you get a free 30 minute coaching session so that's exciting um yeah so leave a review and as far as any business or life updates not really anything to give you guys right now um like i said with the business i'm kind of readjusting to being home and getting back into a routine and having a lot more space and time for this so There will be a lot to come, and I hope you guys are all enjoying your summer and, yeah, all the things. Um, So, in today's episode with Kendra, we, we talk all about her strategy for business, um, you know, finding what your thing is, what your business is, and then she helps kind of give you the tools to... Uh, connect to the strategy the masculine side and then also the the mindset work and the feminine and like really believing that you're worthy that you're powerful that you can step into that business that you can make money off of what you love so we are all about that here and we also talk about a life first business we talk about you know having the basis of starting a business starting to work for yourself is to have a more flexible schedule where um, your life comes first, where taking time for yourself comes first, where you work according to when you want to be most productive. And I think that's really cool. We talked about some life changes for her, a little spoiler, and uh, her Airbnb hopping journey with her past partner. So all good stuff. I was going to break this up into two (laughs) episodes, but I think that I'm just going to have it be this one long one. So listen, if you're at home working on commute, uh, on an evening, hot girl walk or hot boy walk, whoever you are, um, hot human walk. Um, yeah. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Kendra and then we can get right into the episode. So Kendra is an artistic entrepreneur who coaches women to deepen their creative purpose and build a life-first business through a balance of the feminine and masculine energy. 
yeah so that is what she does in a nutshell and of course i'm gonna have all her links and things about her new program in the show notes so stay tuned and let's get into the episode guys So the first question that I ask all my guests, since it's the Finding Your Freedom podcast, is what have you been finding your freedom from? And that could be, um, you know, a positive thing or something you're finding kind of freedom from, like a negative belief. Um, Yeah. What's been coming up for you? Ooh, great question to start with, because immediately, like, there's so many things in my life right now that equals freedom. I mean, I just got back from Airbnb hopping, like traveling seven months, and that felt very freeing. Um, I, me and my boyfriend just broke up. So there's this whole other extra level of like freedom and free falling. Um, and then my business is like the main thing that repeatedly time and time again, like every day gives me the option to tap into freedom like every single day whenever I want so we can kind of dive into any of those or all of those or however you want to take this but I'm feeling like very free in this exact moment (laughs) yeah I mean I'm excited to I'm excited to hear about every one of those things maybe even maybe even the breakup too if you're comfortable talking about it sure yeah I'm like a chatty open book these days like I'm I'm like not holding back I'm not restricting I'm just like (laughs) whatever you want to talk about I'm here for it yeah whatever flows um yeah yeah I guess I guess from that so you mentioned like your business giving you freedom so Hmm. yeah what was kind of the journey to what you're doing now like you know it sounds like you kind of had like a corporate job before and then you know left that and then you know what are you doing now what has like what's your passion what's your business how has that evolved over time yeah um (laughs) Yeah, I think I've I've always been someone who has worked a lot. Like I've always been someone that has had multiple jobs, like always kind of trying to sustain myself and figure out life and trying to just like get money in any way that I can in like the typical sense of that word. So I've had a lot of kind of odd jobs and I just started realizing that every single job that I've ever had um just it never felt good it never felt aligned it never felt like something that like my soul and my heart was super connected to and I have tried so many different things and I ended up going down this path of marketing more in the corporate world and I was like okay that's like kind of it it's more creative like you know I like the the branding style of things I like there's a little bit of feminine and masculine energy involved um honestly the like main thing that's coming up for me of why I realize I couldn't go down that route is like the clothing like I'm it's just like it's just there's something so like stiff and sticky and restrictive about 
like needing to dress a certain way for a job every single day and like needing to be proper and needing to be professional and needing to like fit into all these different little boxes that like every job kind of puts you in. And I kind of just hit a point. I had been in marketing for like five years, uh, kind of a few different jobs, not like one specific job, uh, three marketing jobs in that five-year journey. And I just kind of hit a boiling point where I was like, I'm I'm just not as free as I want to be. Like, I just know that there is more. I know my my passion, my purpose is connected to something more than just like being behind a computer and doing work for someone else, for something else. And I uh, decided to trust that and take a really big risk and have no idea what the fuck I was doing. Like, totally free fall into uncertainty. And uh, yeah, decided to start my own business and doing whatever I wanted to do and there was a lot of different paths of that too like mostly rooted in creativity like graphic design photography um really like writing like blogging like any creative thing that painting uh any creative thing I could get my hands on like I tried that and that started feeling more and more connected and more and more right and more and more aligned and I just kept going and going until I kept hitting things that felt better and better and better um and then now we're here and now I am a business coach specifically for creatives because I've tried so many different things and have fallen in love with so many different creative passions and I kind of just incorporated all the things that I love into one thing which is the business that I have now yeah yeah that's so exciting (laughs) and I feel like I don't know it's like so important to take people back to maybe where you were before because I I think like if people are really connected to themselves there's a lot of people that are in these jobs that you know Mm. maybe they have some of the pieces right but they're just like is this really like what I was put on like planet earth to do like is there is there more could I be making more of an impact um I don't want to just like design the strategy for this company that just Mm is like a random part of capitalism that doesn't really mean anything to me. Um, <laughs> exactly. So I, I think like a lot of people are in that, but you know, how do you kind of get past that? I want to take a leap. Like how do you get to that level of trust or even like on the masculine side, what were like some of the things you kind of prepared for that leap? Cause I think a lot of people in their mind, it's like, oh my God, I have to save this amount of money and like, it's going to be so scary and it's so hard. And what if I fail? And then I have to go back into the job market again. And there's like all these things that like, you know, pop up in people's mind. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so many things that will be screaming at you to not take this risk. Like everything that we've been taught, everything that we've learned literally tells you like that's bad like that is wrong that is unsafe that is uncertain like you won't be able to do that you can't make money being an artist you can't make money being a solopreneur like you know stay safe stay comfortable like that is gonna be the main thing that is screaming at you because that's what we've learned that's what we've been like kind of not to take this weird route but like trained to believe um So there's so many, there's so many things that you have to do to get through that and to get past that. The first thing that's coming up is um, you have to develop 
a certain amount of trust in yourself. Um, you have to believe and like figure out a way that works for you to wholeheartedly believe that you deserve that kind of life. And to know that if there's something that you're currently doing in your job, which is so important, like 40 hours a week of your life, that is the like your job, your career is literally the most important thing in the world to me because it takes up the most amount of time. So it's like you kind of have to get to this point of deciding if you're okay with settling with where you are or if you want to put in the work and the beliefs and you know all of the things that you have to do in order to build something new that's scary that you have no idea what's going to happen and I think the first step is really just like you have to decide that you're worth it you have to decide that you deserve a beautiful expansive colorful vibrant free life and that's a really difficult part to get to because it it counteracts it's so counterintuitive to what we know is possible like within the uh I don't know rules and restrictions I guess that the society has been built on so I think that's the first thing that came up but then yeah there's all of this like what are the first steps like how do I get to that point what is my business what what is my creative purpose? How do I find that? Um, so that's really what I work with a lot with my clients. It's like how to tap into your unique creative purpose, how to combine all the things that you love to build something that feels really good. And for me, that starts with building a brand online. Like we are in this culture right now where we get to choose, we get to build something that feels really true to our essence and it's really just so cool. Like, yeah, we're really we're living in a very interesting time where we get to share and build anything that we want because we have so many opportunities, so many resources right now that we just get to we just get to do it. But yeah, there's a lot of steps within that too. So I don't know, where do you want to take that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the belief part is so big. And I've I've followed like a Lacey Phillips, I think is her name, and like to be oh, magnetic. Yes, the best. <laughs> um, and she talks about like expanders. And I think like part of mm-hmm. believing that it's possible for you is like finding other people, like either in your real life or your internet life, that are showing you that it is possible that maybe have like a similar background to you, a similar story. So you can like really connect with them. But I think the fear piece is so big. And I think I heard you talk about this on the live and I think I experienced it when I did my like Airbnb hopping there were like the week before I left I was just like so anxious I was like am I making the wrong decision I have a ticket am I going to be able to like afford to eat like is this too expensive it was just so much and then as soon as I got there I was like all of that was bullshit <laughs> like that mm-hmm. wasn't at all truth like I, I think you just have to remember that like the fears are going to be there but it means like you're you're going to a new level it doesn't mean you like have to listen to them and probably like none of them are right and even if they are you'll you'll figure it out like you'll be okay mm. yeah <laughs> definitely that's like anything like any anything that you do anything that you want there's going to be fears and 
like I said, like you kind of just have to accept that as a human being, like there's gonna be fears. There's gonna be those limiting beliefs and you, you get to decide though, if you want to listen to them, like you said, like, am I gonna choose to believe like, you know, I really want to travel an Airbnb hop, but I'm not the kind of person who does that because I, you know, am not good at traveling alone or I'm not good at traveling with someone or I'm not good at uh, saving money for this trip or I'm not someone who does this thing, you know, or do you want to believe I could do this? I could figure this out. I could see what happens on the other end of this. I could maybe, maybe I could have a really fucking cool experience and learn something new about myself and meet someone cool. Maybe I can meet a fellow traveler. Maybe I could have a really interesting conversation with a waitress or a barista. Like, you know, there's just so much on the other side. But yeah, it's like we you just you get to choose how you want to view the situation and if you want to listen to those fears yeah and I, I think in the beginning you were saying kind of like that we're we're trained to think like that and it's like our society trains us to think like that and then also like biologically our brain is mm. trained to think like that and and if you have those two pieces of knowledge it's like you know that you know the fears are going to come up and you know like not to listen to them and I, I I think when there's like an intuitive no you shouldn't do something it feels different. Like it's hard for me to put into words, but like, you know, when it's like, you're doing something that's not right versus like, you're just so afraid. Yeah. Fear versus intuition. Like, is this something that I actually need? Like, is this something that's putting me in genuine danger? Like, (laughs) is this like my intuition telling me like, no, like for some reason, I feel like if I go on this trip, I'm going to get kidnapped and murdered, you know? And like, is it genuinely like not going to be good for me? Or is it just a fear? Is it just something that is like boiling beneath the surface? So learning how to tap into what is fear and what is intuition is huge. But like you said, like right when you got the ticket and you're like, you know, you just started noticing all of these fears and everything come up like that. It's also knowing your patterns because that happens to me every single time too. Like, and I, when I, was still in partnership with my boyfriend like I went on this solo trip to Greece before we started uh traveling together and I got the ticket I was so excited I was like like oh my god my stoke was like out of this world I was like I'm doing it like I'm so like whatever and then I told him I'm like just so you know my pattern for doing things that are out that are outside of my comfort zone which a solo trip outside of the country is definitely something that's outside of my comfort zone I've never done that before I'm like, just so you know, when I do something like this, like there will be a time right before where I'm not going to want to go. And I need you to know that because I will like try to convince myself and I will try to convince you that I don't want to go anymore. And he was like, okay, very good to know. Like, thank you for sharing that with me. And the night before my trip, I was like looking at him and I'm like, I don't, I actually like, I don't want to go. I actually decided that like, I don't need to do this. Like, why am I doing this? Like, I I don't need to go alone to Greece. Like, who the fuck do I think I am? Like, I absolutely never mind. Like, do you want to just like hang out and like stay here and, you know, stay safe and stay comfortable? And, uh, you know, having that awareness of what is your pattern 
of fears and limitations that come up every time you go outside of your comfort zone. So you can mindfully be aware of that and just observe it and be like, oh, this is just how I operate as a human being. And now I know that so I can see that and move through that. Yeah, I I love that the whole like recognizing, like recognizing your pattern. And the thing is to like know your pattern to understand your pattern, you have to like start taking leaps. And then you'll realize like how you feel before them. And I, I think for me, I hadn't like taken a leap in a little bit. So I forgot like that this was my pattern that I was like freak. I was like, Oh my God, did I make this huge mistake? And then as soon as I got there, I was like, no, this is my pattern. Like, what Mm. am I talking about? Um, But I think that's like, I don't know, just so important, like knowing yourself, like, sounds like me and Kendra have like the same pattern, but like, maybe right after you book your ticket, you freak out. And then the night before you're super stoked. And then you get there in the first week and you're freaking out or whatever it is. Like, I think everyone has just like different ways that their fear shows up. Yeah. And you can test that in small ways, you know, like if you're someone who's like, I want to eventually lead up to like traveling alone or Airbnb hopping like me and you did like you don't have to jump into that yet. If you're, if you like start where you are, you know, like if you're someone who wants to start traveling more, start just going to like a local coffee shop by yourself, you know, start by doing like a day trip to a place that's just an hour away from you, like take the train, you know, like, and you start to learn your patterns, like talk to a stranger in an elevator, like start to just (laughs) do small things that push you outside of your comfort zone just a little bit. And to tap into that observing state, that awareness state of like, okay, I'm really fucking nervous right now to talk to this stranger in the elevator. Interesting. And then, yeah, you just start getting more and more aware as you do more things. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) And I I feel like, I feel like we're going to come back to the Airbnb conversation because like, that's exciting and fun. And I think we both did like a cool, unique thing and I'm I'm excited to talk about it. Yes. Um, and I actually heard in your live how you were saying that you wanted to go to Europe at first, which yeah. is interesting. Um, definitely, definitely recommend. Um, but I guess shifting gears a little bit to like business and like what you do and, you know, like what are some of the tools that you teach your clients, like combining like the feminine and masculine energy? Like, how do you get people to, you know, be like, I think I should be a writer or like whatever their creative thing is and like really fine tune it, create a product suite. What is a product suite for people who don't know what that is? Um, Yeah. Anywhere you want to start with that. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, Oh man. So this is like my whole business. Like there's so many ways we could take this right now. Um, Yeah. We could start with product suite because so there's there's a few different types of clients in my world. There's people who who know that they're meant for something more, something more creative, but they don't exactly know what that is. So then there's a whole process for like finding what your creative purpose is and how to find that, how to develop it and how to turn it into something. And then there's people who they already kind of know what they like. They already kind of know their passions. They know their hobbies. They know at least like their interests. Um And it's just about like how to turn that into something. Like you said, if you're a writer, like, okay, I know I really like writing. I'm passionate about writing. How do I turn that into a business that can sustain my free, wild, do whatever the fuck I want, whenever the fuck I want lifestyle? Um, And that's more so where Product Suite comes into. 
um, which I feel like, so product suite is more of the masculine energy. There's, I think that there is feminine and masculine energy in every single thing that we do. You know, that's the yin yang of life. There's another word for that. I think Taoism or Taoism, I think that's about yin yang energy and how like there is a must for masculine and feminine energy in everything, like even in conversations, like in every single little thing. And so it obviously leads into bigger things as well, like business and creative purpose. Um, so we can talk about the masculine energy a bit first. So product suite is really just like a way to product suite is kind of the heartbeat of your business because it's the way that you make money. It is how people can pay you. And in order to get people in your world that are meant to be in your world that will actually benefit from the work that you are doing, you have to build a product suite. And what that means is you have to develop offers or services or products of some sort. Maybe it's a container. Maybe it's it could be anything, a workshop, um, whatever. There's so many different routes for that too. Um, you have to develop things that feel soul aligned to you, that you feel like you are meant to provide to your audience, that you feel like you are meant to provide to your ideal clients that will actually benefit the people that are meant to be in your world. Um, and this can look like like a lot of my products are containers. So that's like, you know, a three month program or a six month group container or it's a one on one session or it's a course or it's a 60 minute master class. Like there's so many different ways. You know, there's also like freebies, work worksheets. Oh, my God. Um, there's a lot of different options for that. So, um, yeah, you kind of develop how do you want to get your creative purpose out into the world in a way that brings you money so you can keep sustaining your creative purpose and help the people that are interested in the things that you love talking about yeah. yes <laughs> yes um and I, I think a lot of people listening like maybe I, I think like a lot of my listeners you know maybe they're involved in that stuff but I think a lot of them are maybe like asking the questions and their jobs like moving through that fear and maybe have not even heard of the word product suite and it's like oh like I build you know what my offers are going to be I think um something that comes up for me when I think about product suite is um and like a limiting belief or something I was thinking uh is like oh I don't want to be a coach what if I don't want to be a coach like what does my offer look like what does my service look like like I don't know for writing or just just something different what are some mm -hmm. other like entrepreneurs you've worked with and just I guess just to inspire people that are not just wanting to be coaches yeah um yeah there's so many different things one of my current clients right now in my start and scale program is she's a a fiction writer so she wants to she like writes novels it's like like what she does is like so insane to me but um <laughs> she hosts she hosts um, creative writing, like community kind of meetups where they get together to discuss like everything that they are currently writing. And they like literally get together and she does in-person meetups and they just kind of like give each other feedback and share and connect. And they're, like that's an aspect of it too, like community stuff, like, you know, 
um I was doing a lot of like retreats when I was traveling there every single industry has different things if you're a painter it's paintings you know like it depends on what your creative purpose is and what kind of like if you're talking about writing like she is a fiction writer but honestly a lot of the people that come to me though they do kind of want to tap into this more um expansive product suite vibe because I am a coach so a lot of people that come to me are drawn to this coaching vibe and they start asking and getting curious about like how could I turn this into something that you don't have to be like full-fledged coach but has a bit of a a teaching or coaching or educational thing so like this writer who I'm talking about she you know was doing these community meetups but then she started getting curious on like how could I how could I work with someone one-on-one and that it's technically not coaching because she is giving someone feedback for their for their novel like she's taking people from first draft of their story of their narrative and like helping them develop characters and like the plot and doing all these things but it's still coaching in the sense that it's like it's working with someone one-on-one and educating them and training them on a specific thing so I think a lot of my clients do come to me when they feel like they have something to share with people and we just develop what type of product would that look like for you is it something that's more community related you know is it something that's in person is it like you know I do like tarot readings like there's just so many different ways to to do that but like freelance writing like how do I get in the world of freelance writing how do I write blogs um yeah there's just it's a whole world of possibilities really so it depends on the individual person and and what they want and how they want to share their art yeah I I love that and I feel like the fiction writer is such like an interesting example because uh, you know I think we think of like teachers as like high school teachers or professors that have to go to school for this really long time but the internet and especially even like websites where you can like sell courses and different things on or different skills. It's like now you can get paid to be a teacher. You don't have to have a PhD. You can like sell your zone of genius. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that girl could be a teacher at a college if she went a more traditional route, like a fiction teacher. But now she gets to like on the internet on her own terms, teach people to write fiction, which is like really cool. Yes, it's so cool because we all have so much wisdom. We all have so much art within us. We all have messages. We all have things that we know that come supernaturally to us, but doesn't come supernaturally to someone else that they might want to learn. And it's like, it's just this beautiful blend of like, I know something. I'm really passionate about something. I want to help someone else learn this thing that I have that I've learned throughout my life experience or teaching or trainings or, you know, my own certifications or whatever mixed with this person who wants to learn the exact things that, you know, it's like such a beautiful way to come together. I feel like. Yeah. And I, I think I'm I'm even thinking like a zoom out scale, like it's just such a cool time to be like a teacher in that way because like higher education is more expensive than ever. And I feel like people are becoming more resistant to, to even college right now because you can make money online and higher education is so expensive. Nobody wants all this debt and these loans that hold them back from like the life that they want to live really. 
Yes, we we're <laughs> shifting society. Like I think the fact that you can build a business online is truly shifting society. Um and kind of teaching us that there are so many different ways to do life and there are so many different ways to learn and educate and I have nothing against college like I went to college and I think it was really helpful for me. I was a communication studies major and I genuinely think that that has like helped me a lot in my life, but um you can also buy, like the the shit that I learned, you could buy a course on that for like a hundred bucks, probably. Honestly, yeah. you might have to buy a couple. You might have to buy a few, but like, I mean, there's the whole like, you get an experience. It was more about like you get an experience going to college. But if you genuinely want to learn like how to start a business online and build a brand and tap into your creative purpose, you could just instead of investing in like four or five or eight years of your life. <laughs> like learning that which now you can't even like, like there's not like a program for that in college you know there's like marketing and there is like entrepreneur uh majors but I I just you you kind of have to learn from someone who's doing it like I don't know really know if your professor is gonna have the best take on how to build an online business unless he has one yeah um so it's like learn from like learn from the people that are doing the things that you want to do. Learn from the people that are living the life that you want to live, not from people who seem boring and miserable and sad to you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Don't don't learn from those people. Yeah. And also don't bring your fears to those type of people either. Ooh, good point. Yes. Yes. Yeah, because they're just going to feed into that. They're going to be like, yeah, that's bad. That's scary. That's, you know, yeah. Bring your fears to the people that have already been through that and figured out how to move through them. hundred percent. Yeah. And I, I think um, I have a couple other questions off of what you said, but I'm like, I think that sure. could be super isolating and like a block for people if they, you know, mm -hmm. their community or their partner is very like in a conventional job, like. And, you know, not as open to these things, like a little bit, like just a little bit in like a different headspace, a different reality. And like, who do I talk to? Who are, who is my community? Who are like my safe spaces? And I think that's like one reason hiring a coach is important and like going to community events. Cause like, I think you need, you need support to like step into your purpose with a coach, with community. I think that's so important. Yes. Yes. And you kind of get to the, like, I went through a whole entire period where I like looked around and I was like, I'm not surrounded by the people that are lifting me up. I'm not surrounded by the people that believe in the reality that I want for myself. And it's really challenging and it's really isolating and it's fucking scary. Like, and you kind of have to decide, like, am I going to stay in this reality or am I going to start to shift am I going to start to seek again going outside your comfort zone like am I going to start to find the people that are going to help me evolve and grow in the ways that I want to evolve and grow and it's scary because you 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 kind of go through your life with these people that you were friends with you know maybe middle school high school college like even after college whatever and if you have this moment where you're like oh shit like I'm you know it might be just something like outgrowing people 
or it might be something like was that an animal that just crittered yeah, my squirrel hi <laughs> <Hi>, squirrel <laughs> um yeah you got to get yourself into the spaces you got to get yourself into those communities like you said of people who who see the world the way you want the way you want to see the world really yeah and I I think like what you said of it it being so scary because it's like if you choose something different you might not be friends with those people anymore you might not be as close with them like there is like a certain level of fear and like you know you don't need to be exactly the same as your friends but if you're trying to create this like big and expansive life you want like people on the same page along the journey to like uplift and support you not put like fear and all these like negative thoughts in your head yeah and it's sad it's like I've had to shift away from a lot of friendships um and you know you don't have to cut everyone out you don't have to do anything drastic but there is maybe some distancing that might need to happen or simply just placing your energy and focus on different kinds of people or um yeah different kinds of community and yeah that is it is really scary like that's a process it took me a few years and I'm still learning a lot of lessons around that like friendship and community is such an interesting topic that you really have to figure out and learn especially as women like women friendships are it is so fascinating so interesting and rooted in sometimes not the best intentions and you kind of have to like grow out of that and mature out of that and learn how to shift out of this like competitive women energy and into supporting and uplifting and when you start to do that yourself and start to grow evolve and grow yourself um you might start to realize that you're not in friendships that are as supportive as you want. And then you have to find those. And yeah, that's a crazy journey. <laughs> yeah. And I, like, I feel like I always try to like talk about this or emphasize this on the podcast. Cause like I've gone through like in my twenties, like I've gone through a lot of friend breakups and it always sucks and it's not fun and it's sad and it's lonely when like you go through those transitions and the new people haven't I don't know, started to become a part of your life. It's really sad. And it's like a lot of doubt and it's scary, but like, I don't know, you just really have to trust the process because yeah, you you can't be around people that aren't supportive, that limit you, that try to control you, that just don't want you to be your fullest you for whatever reason, like you want to be And like, I've had bad (laughs) women friendships before. Mm -hmm. And now in my life, like I have women friendships where it's like not competitive. It's just like supportive, you know, with like work, with men, like whatever it may be. And like, it wasn't, it wasn't always like that. And especially in in high school and everything. And I'm sure everyone (laughs) had bad high school experiences, but I was super bullied and I had terrible friends in high school. (laughs) Isn't that a wild difference? Like seeing and and how you feel and operate in those friendships. And I'm not, it's not, it's not always just the other people. You know, we're growing and trying to figure out our own footing in this place in the world, especially in high school. Like, but when you start to see the difference and embody that shift in friendships, like it is <laughs> it is truly crazy. Like and I think we're all 
we're learning that like as a society, as a culture, we are all kind of getting to that point and we are evolving and we are, you know, living in that shift. And it's really cool. It's really, really beautiful to see. And it's hard. It's hard to to continuously tap into that because we had this whole life of comparison and competition and you know who knows like whatever like there's so much but yeah I like where it's going I think we're headed in a really good direction with that yeah and like I just I feel like my my female friendships now are just so amazing and like so impactful and so like you know I don't know where I would be with without them I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to figure out male friendships and how they work like (laughs) through my partner I'm like I don't understand guy relationships this is very confusing to me um but my I'm so glad I'm a woman which you know I guess no shade to anyone else but I'm so glad I'm a woman and like we get to support each other we get to talk for hours about our feelings about our dreams like you know we can talk about anything for hours and I love that you know the podcast is a testament to that. Um, yeah. But the um, level of depth that women can go to together. That is sometimes really scary. Like for me, I'm like, I am, I think I'm avoidant attach. Like I think I have an avoidant attachment style. So sometimes going to that depth, like, and, and getting to that level of trust with a new female friend uh, is tricky. And, you know, having to like learn how to open myself up in these ways. Um, But there is just a layer of depth that women have access to that I'm not going to say men don't because they do. They exist. They're out there. I haven't met many of them, (laughs) but we just, I don't know. Women are just, we're crazy. You know, we're as in we're crazy as in like multifaceted, multidimensional. We just have so much within us and so much to express and so much to tap into. I think everyone does. I think men do, too. But I think they were taught a little bit more uh, to not tap into that. And that like, you know, feelings are bad or wrong or whatever. Not every obviously not every, not all of them, but um. Yeah. And I think, again, as a society, both men and women are learning how to tap into that more. And it's really cool. It's just really special. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I, I feel like I was interested to hear the the anxious, anxious attachment style thing. I, I feel yeah. like the attachment styles are so are so interesting because I I feel like before I got in a relationship, I totally thought I was anxious because I wasn't in very many relationships. I mean, thought I was avoidant. And now I'm like, wow, I'm so anxious and like, just, you know, it, it's just really interesting. And you can talk about relationships later. Yeah. And I'm excited to, um, yeah. but I wanted to touch a little while we're still kind of on the business topic about, <laughs> so we talked about like the masculine and then maybe like more of the feminine of like, if someone comes to you and says like, I like this thing or, or I know I want a different job or a creative purpose, but like, where do I start? Like, what kind of questions do you guide them to of like, how can I find my purpose? How can I start like taking steps towards my purpose? Mm, yeah. Okay. So yeah, the feminine side of 
getting further into your creative purpose or the feminine side of um living out your purpose maybe that's a job or maybe it's yeah something more creative or whatever I feel like it always comes down to alignment like to your soul's purpose like finding a new job or developing something that is completely unique to you that speaks to your soul and to your unique form of creative self-expression um the feminine side of that to me is mindset and energetic work so kind of goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning of like we're so scared we have all these fears we have all these limiting beliefs that will try to stop us from tapping into that and I'm like which way do I want to take it do I want to go mindset or energetic um I think I'll actually share I was just talking about this today so it's kind of top of mind my I have like a three-step process for um getting closer to the desires that you have and getting closer to the life that you want to live. And it's called Unearth and Body Activate. I probably have I shared this exercise with you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How what was that experience like for you? Like how would you did you notice that like shift you in any way? Small or big? Yes. I feel like um I feel like I did and it it reminds it's kind of like in a way like future self journaling but also like helping you uh connect to what are the blocks from like embodying that version of you you want to be and then like working to bring the the energy into your day-to-day life like if you notice you're I don't know really anxious or whatever it may be um you know unearthing it and like understanding it but then like acting like super confident and not anxious and just easy breezy or whatever the thing may be yeah because the like we oh my god (laughs) this is my favorite topic I'm like what what wants to come out about this um (laughs) we as humans are filled with subconscious blocks we all have a subconscious like template right we all have things and beliefs and thoughts that we subscribe to and those beliefs that are lying beneath the surface and conscious thoughts as well but I'm mostly talking about the subconscious ones here those dictate our realities and the reason that they dictate our realities is because it's the way that we show up it's the things that we believe the things that we believe are the ways that we embody ourselves. So if we get to understanding our subconscious beliefs and our conscious thoughts, we have a say in what we dis like we can choose to subscribe to them or not. We can choose to rewrite the narrative, right? We can choose to embody new beliefs and that will literally shift our realities I believe it's because uh it shifts the way that we view ourselves and our worlds and that is like there's kind of like a quantum a quantum leap a quantum realm a quantum energy to that but in a more literal like logical sense it's it's just like if I choose to believe I'm going to have a bad day, I'm probably going to have a bad day because that's what I'm telling myself over and over and over again. If I choose to believe I'm going to have a good day, you're probably going to have a good day because your thoughts create your reality. But the feminine, the energetic, the mindset side of this. So this exercise on earth and body activate, and I'll give this 
exercise to anyone who is listening right now. I was just talking about this today, but um, you for, this is a journaling exercise. So you can jot it down on your computer or wherever you normally journal, however you normally journal. Step one is unearth you have to unearth what your desire is. You have to unearth what it is that you want to call into your life. And then you have to unearth the fears and the limiting beliefs around that thing. So we can use that for traveling, you know, a solo trip, or we can use that for something like business. Like let's say I want to start a business. Let's use that as our example. I want to start a business, um, by tapping into my creative purpose. That's the desire that I'm going to unearth. What fears and limiting beliefs come up around that? You know, I don't know how to start a business. I've never started a business before. I don't know anyone in my life who started a business. I don't have any money to invest in my business. I have no idea what that looks like. Um, I don't know if I'm someone who is an entrepreneur. I'm afraid of being seen. I'm afraid of failing. I'm, and you just let your brain jot down all of the things that come up for you around that desire or whatever it is, new level or thing that you're trying to bring into your life. And really, this is like my way of manifesting. Um, so that's step one is unearth. Step two is embody. So like I said, you get to decide what you believe. So you can look at all of those things that you just unearthed. Like I'm not, I don't know if I'm someone who can be an entrepreneur. Let's take that as an example. Is that the belief that you want to embody? Like, do you want to believe that you're someone who isn't an entrepreneur who doesn't have that? Or do you want to choose to believe I I can be an incredible entrepreneur. I I believe I have it within me to build an amazing, sustainable, thriving, flourishing business. You know, so step 2 is embody, write down all of the things that you want to believe that you want to embody about this one goal of yours of of starting a business or fill in the blank whatever it is. Um and for my clients, we will go through this process and then I'll take them through a visualization where I like get them into that frequency of actually like energetically embodying that. But you can start you can anyone can just do this on their own by um, by embodying these beliefs, by like reciting these affirmations to yourself, basically. Or you could take it a step further and do the visualization. Um And then step three is activate. So this is kind of the blend of the feminine and the masculine. The first two are more feminine, especially the embodiment, because there's a lot of energetic work that goes around that and belief work and identity work that goes into that. And then step three is more the blend of the masculine activate. What tangible step can I take today right now in this moment that will get me closer to that desire or that goal? And if you do this shit, like every day, if you if your heart is set on starting a a thriving, sustainable business, and you do this every morning, you're gonna have a business. Like you could because you're doing the identity work, you're moving past your blocks, and you're taking the steps. And that is literally how you get anything in life that you want. You just get to choose what you want. That's <laughs> so fun. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's so that's so true. And also like to bring it back to like any of the science too. It's like 
your brain, if, if you tell yourself different possibilities, different beliefs, like it focuses on what, what you tell it is there. Like it's looking for confirmation bias of what you're telling it Mm -hmm. bad or good. So if you tell it, I'm going to have a bad day. Like I always get screwed over. You're going to get screwed over. You're going to have a bad day. Um, If you tell yourself like, I'm a queen. I meet the people I need to every day. Um, Every day is a line. I live with joy. Your day is probably going to be a lot better because you're going to find reasons that that's, that that's happening. And, you know, in a way that science can't explain, I feel like the universe just gives you signs, signals, energy, physics, like whatever you want to call it that like create a different reality in front of you. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. There is science behind it that's the crazy thing like the mind is really just so powerful I think that's what it really comes down to is like (laughs) the mind will shape your reality like there's people that you can focus on all of the wrong things that are going on in the world like our society is has a lot of flaws right (laughs) There is a lot of fucked up things going on in the world. You can choose to focus on that and you can choose to every single day, wake up, turn on the news or scroll on like doomsday scrolling. Like you can choose to focus all of your energy on all of the things that could potentially go wrong. You could absolutely live your life like that. Nothing wrong with that. If that's the way that you want to live or counter offer you could choose to focus on all the crazy good shit in life and like you said like i'm a queen you get to decide if you're a loser or you're a queen literally just by believing that like just by making that conscious effort to start thinking of yourself in that way it is like it's mind-blowing so funny like a loser or a queen <laughs> like two yeah. such like extreme things yeah black and white <laughs> um there's something in between for everyone too <laughs> yeah um yeah I think another thing that I think of with that is like okay so someone is like taking the time to unearth these beliefs but you know what if you know you're unhappy in your life but you like feel like you have a purpose like you know, what are, what are some of those questions? Is it like, what have I always been good at? Like, what am I naturally good at? What am I drawn at to? Like, what am I, what am I interested in? I guess the first part. And then after we talk about that a little bit, we can get to the kind of life first business and how like working for yourself can give you kind of a ton of freedom. Yes. So just like kind of, you mean the first steps of like finding like your creative purpose? Mm-hmm. Um. so yeah there's a lot of questions that's like you know what'd you like to do as a kid I think that's the big one that everyone kind of comes to first it's like what did I like to do as a child what brought me joy what like what did I like to paint did I like to entertain people like tapping into that I think that's like the very first thing if you literally have no idea where to start and if nothing immediately comes up for you um, you might need to do some inner child work and like move through that and and understand who you were as a kid. And then also just all throughout your life, like tap into good feelings, tap into this, like Abraham Hicks always talks about the vortex energy of like the feel good vortex. Like I would just start with what makes you feel good? What do you enjoy doing present day even? Like 
you know oh my gosh I'm getting this like <laughs> I'm getting this visual right now of someone who is kind of just going through the motions in life living day-to-day mundane energy and nothing's really bringing them joy nothing really sounds good nothing really feels in alignment nothing is kind of like sparking their interest sparking their joy and it's sort of feeling a little like gray and dark and helpless and what I would say to that person is you need to find something that brings you joy you need to like we were talking about earlier you need to get out of that energy and go outside of your comfort zone start small you need to go out of your way you need to make an active decision to find what feels good this can be going on a late night drive that could feel good this could be uh going to a coffee shop this could be putting your toes in grass this can be hula hooping you know like this could be drawing writing painting any form of self-expression this could be calling a friend this could be obviously the list goes on and on it doesn't have to be big is what I'm trying to get at but you need to start opening yourself up to the possibility that there's something that can bring you joy if you're in that like dark spot which I've been in before I've worked with clients that have been in that before. It's kind of a depression vibe is what I'm getting. Uh, It's not fun. It's not a fun feeling. And uh, you have to actively get out of that headspace and slowly start to find things that bring you joy. I would say that's where you would start if you have absolutely no idea how to find your creative purpose. Start paying attention to things that feel good and start paying attention to things that drain you and start doing less of the things that drain you and start doing more of the things that feel good. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I, I guess I've, I've heard the child question. And I think that was like a question I started asking myself, but I had like a really interesting, I don't know, I guess, feeling or visual when you brought up that question of like, Ooh. um, and I think this could be true for some people. I think like even at a pretty young age, I was in like survival mode mm. and like I didn't allow myself to enjoy like I had like a just a strange childhood where like I, I felt like I had to be kind of like an adult early and that I like even when I was like seven years old I was like I'm going to the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill like I will be successful like I can't get a B and I was like seven years old you know so like there wasn't a ton of joy at that time of my life and I don't know I don't even know if this is a question but I think it's like I wonder for some people they're like I can't even remember what was joyful for me as a child and you know, I think it's different ages, like at different times you move in and out of that, like, I don't know, like trauma vibe or the trauma self versus like the authentic self. And there were little like openings or or pieces of the puzzle of the authentic self that I can connect back to like middle school or high school. But I I think for a lot of people and, and some people can't even remember their childhood. Yes. I'm so glad you brought that up actually, because first of all, like, even if you feel like you're someone who didn't have trauma or something, it could just be kind of hard to remember like what the fuck you like to do as a kid. (laughs) But then adding in this layer of 
traumatic events or not being able to tap into joy as a kid you know who knows what your situation was like um I really relate to that and the I didn't know for a long time what I liked to do as a kid until I started doing inner child work which is why I brought that up um but yeah so basically what I would say to that person that feels like you you weren't really able to tap into joy as a kid or maybe even throughout your whole life you know maybe you're still in something really traumatic and maybe you're you're not able to get to a point of tapping into joy because of external factors and that's a very real thing so I'm really happy you brought that up um is I would take them through an inner child visualization of tapping into let's think about the child version um tapping into them as a child and basically the vibe is like what what do you what did your inner child want to do what did your inner child wish you could be doing that was a big breakthrough moment for me when I was doing inner child work because I personally was I my I grew up in a childhood situation where I wanted to do a lot of things, but I was constantly restricted from being able to do them because, (laughs) I mean, that's a whole fucking other conversation, but like (laughs) uh, really what it comes down to is like restrictions and and not having the time or the space to, to do what I want. And so inner child work for me allowed me to tap into what did my inner child crave? What did my inner child need? And that's why it's so cool is because as adults, as we slowly start getting out of those traumatic situations, we get to tend to that inner child and we get to give her or him or them things that we didn't get as a child. And I think what I think, I guess the question that I would ask you, if you feel like that's you and that's resonating with you is what do you wish you could do? What do you want to do? What does your inner child or your inner teenager or your present day self, what would, what do you wish your life could look like? You know? And I would also recommend like going to therapy to like work through <laughs> all of that actual like trauma. But then when you get to a place where you can um, get to, dreaming again and wishing again I would say what do you wish your life could look like and this is where I would want you to dream really big um, and maybe go through that unearth and body activate exercise of like okay I wish I could just like I mean oh there's a lot of ways we could take this conversation I don't know (laughs) I'll let you kind of guide us from here (laughs) yeah I think something that in this you know everyone's story is different I I think for me, my my whole life was kind of like, uh, I need to be successful, or I need to have this good career, like to be safe, to be financially safe, like all these things. So it was like at the at the first part of my healing, I couldn't go straight towards like what is my purpose? Because that, you know, wasn't what my inner child needed. It was like causing more stress. And like what I actually needed was like, you know, self-love, self-care, and you know, kind mm-hmm. of connecting to the feminine, like learning to relax, learning to try yeah. to be creative again, like learning to do just like 
slow, soft things, learning to dance. Um, and, and like, I wasn't, I had to like take mm. care of myself in my inner child. Like I couldn't just go straight to these really big questions. Cause like I was burnt out, stressed out, you know, like how so many of us are, but that, that could also be a whole other conversation. Um, is there anything else you yeah. want to say on that? <laughs> I'm like, we could absolutely go down that route. Um, maybe I'll just, yeah, let me just say, um, all of that inner work, all of that, all of those blocks, all of that trauma first, you do kind of have to clear the path first. I would agree with that. Like, I don't think like, I don't think I would have been able to tap into my purpose or even build a business if I didn't first go to therapy and if I wasn't first figuring out why I am the way that I am why I why I think the way that I think why my fears exist why my subconscious beliefs exist like you I think you do kind of have to dive into the self first and like clear away all of that shit um like it's kind of like shadow work too like it's you can't depending on is yeah everyone's story is different like depending on where you are you but also at the end of the day I think finding small ways to to bring joy into your life even if you're someone who has like crazy burdens or subconscious trauma things that are stopping you from living the life that you want to live which is a lot of us I think still like, you know, maybe you like aren't able to afford therapy. Maybe you aren't able to like spend the time or whatever to, to get out of that or to not to get out of it, but to better understand it and dive into it and give yourself what you need. Um, I think still tapping into small ways to find joy can at least, can at least make the day to day seem a little more vibrant and can still kind of be that north star for you while you're dealing with all of these this darkness and these demons and these whatever I think you still deserve to give yourself joy in small ways whether that's just going outside for three minutes and looking up at the clouds and thinking like like taking a deep breath, you know, and then there's breath work and there's so many different ways to release this trauma. And I think for me, it started with therapy and it started with the mind and understanding it. And then it started moving into more somatic things. And that's kind of the journey that I'm in right now is like breath work and, and releasing trauma through the body. And yeah, there's a lot of just, there's a lot of modalities and resources and tools that we have to move through life. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like there's like so much, so much more to say there. And like, part of me wants to be like, what about like money blocks or money Mm -hmm. and how that like relates to joy. And some people don't equate the thing. Like if I have joy from it, how can I make money from it? But I'm going to pivot and we can of (laughs) course have you back on and talk about more of this. Sure. Um, Round two. Yeah. So like life first business and then how does this kind of relate to you know airbnb hopping and you know your business doesn't just have to be like you create a business and you're the most stressed out entrepreneur in the world and you're busy and you have all these emails and all these things and 
you know, how can you like create a, a different life or like an exciting life or a life that fits you also through your business? Mm. Yes. <laughs> um, whew, again, where do I want to start with this? Um, I'm kind of getting like there's two main reasons for me and for the clients that are drawn to my work to start a business and to grow a business in the first place. One is like tapping into your alignment, um, tapping into your creative purpose and serving, like doing what you're meant to do and like, you know, creating an impact, like, like tapping into how can you serve your audience? How can you serve other human beings and, and bring this world up and like bring your mission out and your messages out to the people that will genuinely benefit from hearing the things that you have to say and being in your world? Like that's kind of the first thing. Your creative purpose is how I see that. And then there's the second thing, which is, equally as big I think um and sometimes you know it pivots it goes back and forth between the two based on where you're at in business but the second thing is giving yourself giving yourself the freedom and the permission to live a life that feels good to you to live a life where you don't have to wake up at 5am or 6am or 10am sometimes like I don't I usually don't start work until 11am um, and I don't really schedule meetings or sessions or work really like conversations with other human beings <laughs> until 2pm because I have found that that's where my energy is at its peak like our session today for me it was at 2pm pacific time um, because I know that I operate well at 2pm when it comes to talking <laughs> to people um, and I don't typically start work work until 11 a.m. So and I yeah, this other side is like, what kind of life would feel really good to you? I kind of forgot the question, to be honest, because I'm getting excited about both of these. What did you ask again? <laughs> it, it was just it, I guess it was more like a topic point of like life first business and from there kind of going into the Airbnb hopping. But like, mm. I feel like I couldn't agree more. And I feel like remote work kind of just like open the door to people being like, oh, being at home is really awesome and not having to go into an office is awesome. What if I had even more freedom, you know? Yeah. Like I genuinely don't think we're meant to be on this planet to be stuck in an office. And, you know, like I said, wear these like certain clothes and like talk to people that we don't really like uh, resonate <laughs> with or that are kind of bringing us down or, or doing work that doesn't feel good to us. Like, I think we're supposed to live. I think we're supposed to experience this world. I think we're supposed to tap into joy. I think we're supposed to tap into pleasure. I think we're supposed to experience life on this planet as a human, as a spiritual being in a human body if you want to get esoteric with it, but like, I think, I just think there's a lot to experience in life. And I think we have to kind of break out of that mold 
of thinking that life has to be a certain way and we're supposed to slave away and work nine to five and do all these things. And I, I genuinely, that is not true for me. And that's not true for a lot of my clients and my audience. And I don't think that's true for you. Like, I think building a business, building a life first business allows you to live life on your own terms and do things that you want so that you can feel happy. Like, and I don't like the word happiness is kind of uh, an interesting topic, but really what I'm talking about is joy and pleasure. And um, I think there's a lot of like shame around feeling good. And there's a lot of shame around tapping into joy and a lot of shame around pleasure. And I disagree with that. I think, I think we're supposed to break. I think a big part of my mission and my purpose is to, at least right now, it evolves as we keep going, but is to break the shame around living a pleasurable life. I think we are supposed to feel good because I think the more people feel good and the more people that are tapped into their purpose and are feeling joy and are feeling pleasure, I think the more good can exist in the world. You know, like I think the less road rage there would be. I think the less negative comments online would be. I think the less hate would exist in the world. I think the more enjoyable, kind conversations would exist at the grocery store and with strangers and with your parents and with friends. Like, I think we are supposed to feel good and find the things that are supposed to feel good. Not to say that there's not going to be negative emotions, because obviously that's inevitable. There is. Um, but I think there can be more positive emotions and that's, that's kind of the vibe with a life first business and with traveling, it's like you, (laughs) I think we're explorers. I think we're wanderers. I think there's a lot to see and experience on this earth. And I think it's really fucking cool and fascinating. And I think we all have the potential to give ourselves that opportunity to live life like that (laughs) yeah I feel like I have so many things to say but one big thing that's coming up for me is I'm like Kendra you gotta go Airbnb hop in Europe and like I feel like you're just gonna love you already have been to Europe and Greece and everything but like I I feel like their culture and society reflects like good food and connecting with people and pleasure and like the government gives you like it just reflects a life with more pleasure and this like it's like hustle culture being burnt out. And I can remember in college, it was like a badge of honor to like not sleep and like feel like shit and (laughs) all these things. And it's like, no, like we can get up and feel good and do what we want to do and live in a place we want to live and eat good food. And like, it doesn't have to be so like, ugh, like I'm tired and I work so hard (laughs) and like, you know, that's a whole thing with like American society and like putting our worth and like our work and like a whole other thing. But like life gets to be fun. Like you get to create your schedule. You get to wake up when you want to wake up. Like, I don't know, you can have like a seven hour coffee date on a Tuesday if you want. Like, like yes. you should be able to live. Like life is about living. Life is about exploring. Like there's just so much more than this like screen and just like typing and just, you know? Yes, 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 <laughs> yes to everything. Like, yeah, I think obviously it's like American culture and society is like our values are really placed on like, you know, working hard. It's kind of like a work hard, play hard vibe. But 
like and I think that's kind of shifting whether it's in the entre like kind of the like, spiritual entrepreneur industry it's like we're realizing like oh no 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 like peace feels really good you know joy feels really good freedom feels really good and I think that is a more European mindset and I 100% agree I know there's there's a there's a I'm supposed to have a European journey for sure um and we'll see when that happens it's not right now that's not my next chapter since I just got back from traveling but yeah I I agree with you it's supposed to it's definitely supposed to happen and in the meantime we can give that to ourselves now you know Mm -hmm. like we can create something that lets us live this free pleasurable enjoyable life in the present moment and there's so many different ways to do that yeah I feel like I could talk about this even more but (laughs) I haven't really talked about I guess like Airbnb hopping on the podcast for a multitude of reasons that have to do with some things that restrict me I guess in my life but I want to talk about the Airbnb hopping because you know I think it's just like a testament or an example that like if you want to do something really cool and expansive, you can do it. Um, and I, I want to hear more about your experience. And I think we will have had kind of similar experiences where like seeing all these new places all the time, it just like fuels your creativity and your energy is so like contagious and like abundant. And like, you just have, I feel like I had so much more self-trust and I feel so much more self trust now after like doing that in like what I'm meant to do or my creativity so I'd love to hear more about that first of all just so stoked that we both like got to experience that and like can connect on that because I don't think that's something a lot of people get to do but at the same time there's you know there are there are a lot of travelers out there. There are a lot of wanderers. There are a lot of people who also think like us and and want and experience that. And then on the other hand, there's a lot of people that want to. So I think it's really good for us to talk about this a bit. Um, so basically, I mean, I don't know. Should I just share like how it's like why I did it or like maybe my experience doing it or I don't know. How should I, what should I talk about first? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess even just, like, what what you did, <laughs> you know, like, what, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Okay, so, yeah, I've, I mean, I've always been kind of a traveler, like, uh, how I actually got into marketing in the first place was kind of a backwards route. I didn't start in a firm, or I didn't start in a company. I started by freelance marketing and when I was my first year out of college right when I graduated uh I was oh god I don't remember was I eight are you 18 when you graduate college no that's high school wait I don't know what 20 yeah early 20s um I graduated uh college and then I went I brought these like very 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 few clients that I somehow have scrapped together just from like talking about marketing um and I traveled I did a five-month backpacking trip to Southeast Asia um I had I've always kind of been a bit of a traveler maybe after high school and just kind of trying to find different ways to like bring in this new expansive 
energy. Um, but I was, I get, I go through these phases where I, the call is really strong where it's like, I need to like immerse myself in another culture or this one wasn't really culture. It was more freedom. The call for the Southeast Asia trip was culture. I was like, I need to immerse myself in like different types of cultures and different types of things and people and countries and whatever. This one was, I need to get out of my current routine and immerse myself in new situations, new cities, new states, new environments was really the vibe. Um, so I decided that I was gonna basically sell all of my shit and start um, road tripping in my little Jeep. Oh, bless her. Bless her soul. Um, and yeah, I just did a seven month Airbnb hopping journey with my boyfriend and uh, we just kind of traveled around. We did one city. We did one new city, one new Airbnb for each month. And we kind of just let whatever came to us. Like we didn't have any specific expectations of where we were going to live. We kind of just started browsing on Airbnb. And I started realizing, like it started because I realized I wanted to just be in different environments. And I wanted to like have more trips and more expansion in my life. So I started looking at Airbnb. And then I was like, wait, what if I could do this for a month? what if I could do this for multiple months? And I started seeing the price of Airbnb and the budget that you could put because there's a discount when you go somewhere for a month. Um, so I was like, boyfriend, let's freaking <laughs> just start traveling. And uh, yeah, he uh, got on board and we did seven different months, seven different cities and <laughs> just kind of road tripped around. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, so exciting. And I think I just even want to emphasize there are discounts for a month on Airbnb. Like, I think some people don't know that my, my boyfriend didn't know that I was like, it's so possible. If you stay somewhere long-term, like there's mm -hmm. these discounts, you like don't have to have a home base. You probably can just put your stuff in storage or sell all of it, get rid of all of it. Um, and yeah, like, like it really is possible for most people. There's big discounts and yeah, it's just such a cool experience. And something I heard you talk about is, um, when you were traveling, how it was like, kind of like an extreme experience and then being back home is extreme. And I'm, I'm like experiencing the same thing where I'm like, <laughs> Oh, like if I was traveling and I worked out or rested a little bit more that probably would have been perfect but instead it was like go 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 for three months and now I'm back home and everything's like very calm and I'm like I'm bored now like what do I do now um but yeah I don't know I just I I feel I feel so so different and so clear and like just really sure of like my next path like where I want to go next um and just like really like determined to make that happen and just expansive. So mm. I don't know if you're feeling that way too. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Uh, that's the thing about immersing in something like that is you're just, it's just like a complete flip of routine. It's a complete flip of the way you were living and it's a complete comfort zone like exit and you are forced to learn new things about yourself. You are forced to learn lessons you are forced to get clarity you're forced to understand things in different ways 
Um, and that will come in the form of so many different things. But yeah, I think in the it seven months is a long time. And I think I went through very like I learned so many different things at different stages. I think in the beginning for me, it was very I was like, this is what freedom is. This is what like inspiration is. This is like I was just so inspired. I was like overwhelmed actually with the amount of inspiration and like creativity that was flowing through me every single day. And it's like, you know, I was doing one month in each new city. So every single place had such a different vibe and such different clarity and such different lessons for me and and such different creative inspiration. So it was like every single month I was flooded with just this like new, like awakening almost of the energy of that spot. Um, and then what I realized for me, like you said, where it's like the opposite ends of the spectrum, like it started getting pretty overwhelming for me. Like I was like, oh my, like I'm learning too much too soon. <laughs> like there, I'm, I, uh, I like mentioned this word. I've never heard anyone else say it. So I'm, I'm claiming that I coined this word, but inspiralysis is a feeling that I feel often when I'm like paralyzed by having so much inspiration and like not being grounded enough to execute on the ideas or the inspiration that you're getting to. And so what I learned for me, because I'm someone who loves to like, like go from one end of the spectrum to the other end of the spectrum. Like when I went backpacking for six months in Southeast Asia, that was kind of a similar vibe when I did it again here. And for some reason I needed to learn on this trip that I don't need to travel for seven months straight to get the inspiration that I was craving. I just need to maybe go for one month or maybe I just need to do that one solo trip to Greece instead of like, uprooting my entire life but at the same time I had I had to do that because it was a desire in me I had to like you have to see your desires through in order to learn the lessons that you're meant to learn if that makes sense yeah yeah and it's like sometimes sometimes the lessons aren't like comfortable or exactly like the lesson that you that you think it is and I I really liked what you said of like it's a complete flip on your routine because I feel like I came back and my routine's actually so much better at home now because mm-hmm. of that. Like I'm getting up at like 6.30 every morning, which gives me like so much time before I start my like other job to do all these like really expansive nourishing things. I'm I'm letting my schedule be more flexible because I got used to working from like 3 to 10 p.m. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which, which is exciting. And like, I, I just feel like if you're feeling kind of like blah or stagnant, like to go and to do this. And I, I know you talked about like community. And I think the biggest thing I, I missed on the trip was like my friends. Um, yeah. cause it was really just me and my, my partner. And like, we would talk to people, um, you know, sometimes, but we didn't really make like a ton of friends cause we weren't in places for like a really long time. Yeah, that was, that was a very interesting thing for me as well. Like, you know, one of the main one of the reasons that I wanted to go is because I you know I felt so stuck and I wanted to feel 
so free and I wanted to kind of, you know, I wanted to work on my business. I wanted to work on creative inspiration. I wanted to travel. I wanted to hike. I wanted to see the world. And I did that and I got that. And I, that quench or that thirst was quenched, you know, like I, I got exactly what I was looking for. And then I realized at the end, I was like, I started to feel this like sense of loneliness and the sense of like, oh, like I actually was crying because it was such a beautiful, like for so long I had wanted to get away. I had wanted to, you know, go be on my own and like travel and like do these things. And then I did it. And then I was, I felt this like loneliness and this like desire for community. And I started crying because I'm like, what a beautiful lesson to learn. How incredible that I am finally feeling called to connect to community. Like, I even like thinking about that moment now, like I remember just being like, wow, like I'm so happy that I took this and gave myself the permission to go on this traveling journey, this adventure to experience all of the freedom and traveling and experiencing life that I wanted to experience. And then it brought me to this next chapter of my life, which is going to be focused on community, like, and nature. My like two big next chapter things are community and nature. Like it's like you said, it's never, you never get exactly what you expect to get on in, in these trips and, but you always get exactly what you need. So yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I I think too, like, I I guess I've kind of had an experience like this in the past where I kind of traveled for two months before and actually I drove across the country alone. I visited some places. I lived in California for two months um, Mm. and realized I didn't want to stay in California, which was funny, but like found my my home where I wanted to go on the drive there, on the drive back. Um, Mm. But I I guess I would just like recommend it too if there's like anyone that's like, I don't know where I want to move. Like, do I want to live in the US? Do I want to live in Europe? Like, where do I want to go? Like, just to take some time to like explore and learn. Like, if you feel the call to to trust that. And I know we've been talking for a super long time. I know. I just looked at that too. So I just want to end with like one sort of a question and then I'll I'll let you go and I need to eat dinner because it's like 630. Um, but yeah, I just, so after the trip and, and I'm curious, like seven months with your partner traveling and now you're back home and maybe your back home experience is not what you expected. You're kind of going through a lot of like changes in this period in your life. Um, yeah. And yeah, I don't know, maybe advice for people that are kind of in that breakup phase mm-hmm. or, or what you've already started to learn I'm sure you're like still very much in it because I know it's like pretty fresh yeah um if you are someone who's currently like in this uncertain phase of life where you know for me it's like I just got back home I'm, I'm currently dreaming and playing of my next chapter me and my partner of four years just broke up um and I'm deciding what I'm going to do next and what my next chapter is going to look like. And there's a lot of uncertainty and it's scary. It's confusing. It's exciting. It's thrilling. It's like every single emotion under the sun. It's like absolute insane. And I literally feel like chaotic sometimes. What I would say is that 
is a part of your journey right now and to surrender to it. Like I am just totally vibing with free falling right now because uh, usually I'm pretty good. Like usually I'm like, I'm going to decide this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to make my way to this thing. And that's just not the energy of this, like, let's say month or two right now for me. I can feel it. I know that I'm supposed to be uncertain and it's really hard. I'm also a Capricorn. So I like, I like having my goals. I like knowing exactly what's happening. Like I'm very usually like grounded and rooted and in this like certain energy. But if you're feeling uncertain and lost and chaotic, I would say, let yourself be in that energy, let yourself exist in that energy because there's lessons there too. You're supposed to learn. You're supposed to learn the lessons that are meant for you in that energy too. And don't rush out of the process get comfortable in that uncomfortability like like exist in that energy and see what that's like see what comes up for you like there's so much that can guide you and lead you to the next thing if it's I feel like it's always tapping into that observer mindset um yeah let yourself be in it is all I would say for now (laughs) yeah I mean I, I just can't even imagine. And I, I feel like, how do I say this? I feel like you've been very, I guess, positive about the transition. And like, yeah. I've never been in a four-year relationship and gone through a breakup. But like, yeah. I can imagine how painful it would be after just being in micro, like small relationships and going yeah. through it. And I just, I feel like you're you're coming off very like grounded and positive. Like, did you let yourself go into like the negative or was it like, you had so much time to like figure out how you felt that it was like you trusted, I guess. Yeah, it's both. I'm still like, my heart is still hurting, you know, like I, we did come to this solution together. Um, Ultimately, I was the one that had to make the decision for us, but it was still very mutual. Um, And it wasn't very certain. It's not a very certain thing. And, uh, I would say I'm still processing for sure. And I think what's also so beautiful about being able to have this life first business is I have the time and the space to heal in the ways that I need to heal. So like in the mornings, I'm processing, I'm journaling, I'm reflecting, I'm going through these ways. I'm feeling sad. I'm letting myself cry. I am grieving, you know, I am understanding what this loss means for me. Um, And then I think that's why I'm able to have a positive outlook on it because I know that it's meant for me. I know that it's meant for us. And I I genuinely believe that everything is meant for you and everything is meant for us. Like, um, and at the end of the day, I know that I'm certain in that decision and I'm excited to see what comes of it. I think that's all we can really do is like, we, we gotta just be excited about what's to come. And we gotta know that We're going through things for a reason. And it's it kind of goes back to choosing what you believe. I'm choosing to believe that there is good shit throughout this process. There was like we had such a beautiful relationship and we were still in communication. Nothing bad happened. Um, I cannot wait to like dive into this deeper, like on my own (laughs) platform. Uh, So I'll just leave that little bit of a teaser there because there's a lot of decision making that had to go into the process. And I think that's really beautiful too. And yeah, you can choose to view a loss as something beautiful as well. And that's what I'm choosing to do. 
Yeah. And I, I think that like you hit on really speaks to the the life first business. Cause like, you know, the, the feeling of going through like a painful loss like that, and you still have to go into the office and be there or you oh have to be on God. the Zoom call and you're like devastated and like, just Could not it, imagine it's a horrible feeling. Um, <laughs> like I'm so thankful that I, I, I trusted and risked and, and got to this point. Cause if I had to go to a normal nine to five job, like going through a breakup, I don't know. Like I, <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not like just not good. Not a fun, not a fun experience for, for people to have to go through that. And I think yeah. you're, you're right. It's like, it's horrible and it's sad and it's such a loss and there's grief, but it's like holding the mindset of like, if it's not this, it's like something better. And like, what's meant for me is going to find me. And I'm excited to hear more on your podcast and just thank you so much, Kendra, for this conversation. And like, I was like, do we have enough to talk about? (laughs) Like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But where, where can everyone find you, connect with you, work with you, all the things? Um, well, I would just say, follow me on Instagram. That's like my main platform. I'm talking about I'm talking about this kind of thing. I'm talking about traveling. I'm talking about building a life first business. Like I'm constantly giving tips for people on how to connect to their creative purpose and how to build a brand that speaks to them and allows them to connect to your true authentic self and then to build a business and build something that sustains the lifestyle that you want. So I would just say, follow me on Instagram, uh, Kendra sky with an E at the end.co. But yeah, thank you so much. I'm, I know we had so much to talk about. We still have more to talk about, I feel like, but you are incredible. You just have such a like pure light energy and also super grounded. So it's really beautiful to speak with you. And I'm honored that I got to be on your podcast. Thank you so much. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I really, I really appreciate that. And I feel like the light part actually, like after traveling, it feels more, I don't know, feels more activated. Mm. Like, I don't know. It feels like a different energy, but thank you for coming on and like soul nourishing conversations like this activated even more. So thank you Mm. so much. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. I can't wait to chat more. Me too.